0: you 're listening to New Life Chapel Podcast. All right, so let me draw your attention to uh, what I felt flash up in my spirit this week. I 'm going to do actually a two part series on prayer um, on prayer as we lead into our 24 hours. but I just felt to title this differently. I said something just lunged at me. Uh, in this passage of scripture that's in relation to a great king, a great king that ruled in Israel. Uh, Besides King David, this king was the righteous amongst them all. Besides King David, this king has an amazing reputation in the eyes of God and men in the nation he led. So I want to draw your attention to Hezekiah, and I want to uh, point out 2 Kings chapter 18. Come join with me in 2 Kings. Chapter 18, verse 5 to 7. Hezekiah trusted in the Lord. That's a good start. That right there is a really good start. And that alone will speak to somebody here this morning. Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. There was no one like him among all the kings of Judah. So you had the kings of Israel in the northern kingdom and the kings of Judah. You had 20 kings that ruled in the northern kingdom. All of them were wicked. And you had 20 kings rule in Judah. And there were several of them that really stood out as great men. And this is one of them. And so there was no one like him among the kings of Judah either before or after his time. He remained. Here's another good word for someone out there. He remained faithful. No matter what comes at you, how wonderful to have the testimony that you are a person who, despite what is thrown at you, remains faithful. And that's a great testimony to this king. He remained faithful to the Lord in some things, at some times, at various occasions. The Bible says that he remained faithful to the Lord in everything, every day. every season, every moment, every year. And he carefully obeyed all the commands of the Lord that was given to Moses. And so the Lord was with him as He is with us people. And Hezekiah was successful in not just a few things, Hezekiah was successful in everything that he did. Hezekiah was successful in everything that he did. What's wonderful about this particular man and his leadership is this, is that King Hezekiah's father, this was not in my notes, but here it goes anyway. (laughs) King Hezekiah's father was Ahaz and Ahaz was a wicked man. Ahaz was the preceding king to Hezekiah and Ahaz was a wicked king. King. Ahaz set up idolatrous worship in his country. Ahaz Ahaz set up uh, pagan shrines. Ahaz nailed the doors of the temple so nobody could come to church. That was the wicked king. That's his father. That's his father. So what in the world came over Hezekiah not to be anything like his dad? Don't buy that rubbish that says the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You do not have to be like your ancestors. You do not have to take on the attributes and the qualities of a drunkard father, of a criminal father. You do not have to be exactly the same as your dad. He refused to be anything like his dad. You can set up and plant a brand New family tree and become everything that your ancestors and that your father failed to become. You do not have to be like your dad watching me here. You can invite Jesus Christ into your life, and old things and old habits and the old legacy in your family. We pass away, and behold, a brand new legacy is being planted and being built. You don't have to buy into the generational nonsense. That has happened down through your lineage. You can start something brand new. Make no mistake about that. Hezekiah was nothing like his father. Hezekiah brought national revival. Hezekiah brought praise back into the house. Hezekiah opened up the temple doors. Hezekiah brought the singers back in. Hezekiah re-established the priesthood. Hezekiah restored spiritual reform and transformation in his nation. God help us that we need leaders and premiers and prime ministers that have a heart to restore the church back to what it was and what it needs to be. We need leaders today that will open up the temple doors and not cause a segregative and divisive spirit, but to get the nation together in a spirit of unity and harmony And not say you're this and you're that And you're that and you're this We are one nation under God We are one people We are one nation here And we need to celebrate each other Instead of being segregated from each other For goodness sakes We need leaders And if we've got anything to pray and fast about That's one of them That's one of them We need a change of heart in this nation I've just exhausted all that 14 years later, everything is going great. Flying high in April, and now you're about to get shot down in May. That's how life goes. 14 years later, King Hezekiah, he has, and his people are confronted with the horror, and let me say to you that that word is every bit as strong as in its meaning. Hezekiah is confronted with the horror of the invading Assyrian army that wants to come and pillage and plunder, and rampage his people and decimate, devastate the people. You got to understand the horror of the Assyrian race at that time. They made Nazi Germany look like lightweights, man. There, there. I don't. I mean, it's too, too graphic. It's too graphic to get into. But the Assyrian race were one of the most barbaric people. Barbaric. They made Nazis look like lightweights. Their brutality, their torture techniques, their unbelievable cruelty that they built monuments and trophies on behalf of was so, so horrible that this this militant, barbaric race of people rampaged and decimated all the nations around Judah. And now they were coming for them. Every nation bowed the knee, every nation submitted themselves to this horror, this rampaging nation that cared little for human life. They destroyed every nation around Hezekiah and now they were coming for him. The people were full of fear. The people were full of panic. Hezekiah himself was no different in some ways. And it's in that backdrop and that setting that I want you to understand that Hezekiah has come through the Northern Territory. He's taken Western Australia. He's flying his national flag of Parliament there in Perth. He's plundered Queensland. He's made his way and caused all sorts of atrocities through New South Wales. He's driven his flag up on Parliament House in Canberra. He's made his way down south and the only place left to take is Melbourne, Victoria. He's, they've heard of everything that's happened around them and now it's their turn to suffer the consequences of what's coming their way. Such terror... Such horror gripped the people that you've got to understand how Hezekiah is comparing this. He compares the horror and the terror that's coming his way. In 2 Kings 19.3, he says they told him, this is what Hezekiah says, today is a day of trouble. It's a day of insults. It's a day of disgrace. It is when a child is ready to be born, but the mother has no strength to deliver the baby. Such was the horror coming their way that they were filled and plagued with so much fear. He says it can be likened to a woman who's pregnant and is about to give birth but fear has gripped her so much she doesn't have the strength to birth something. I want to say something to you watching me right now. Hear me very, very carefully. Do not allow fear and panic to grip your spirit and grip your heart because fear has never birthed anything phenomenal in the things of God. Fear has Never birthed anything. In this case, here, he's saying fear was likened to a woman that did not have the strength to birth anything. Only faith can birth the supernatural things in God. That's why, if we can't live by faith, we can't please God. We need to make sure in the day and age that we're living in that we have not replaced faith with fear. Who can say amen about that on the screen? Let me hear say amen out there. Shake that rubbish off, you people. Shake it off. Fear will stifle your ability to birth dreams and birth destiny. It will shut you down. Fear will strip you of your strength. It'll strip you of of your morale. Fear will erode your confidence. It will silence your faith and shut down possibilities. It will shut it down. Fear will divide. Fear will segregate. Fear will cause insecurity. Fear will alienate faith is everything opposite to that if there was ever a day where we where we needed faith like nothing else we need it today the syrian king sent threatening letter he sent a threatening letter bully that's what he is you ever come across a bully who hasn't had a bully at school Remember one time being bullied in school? Had enough of it. That's another day. He says in 2 Kings 18, 19 to 36, the Syrian king sends a letter to King Hezekiah. He says now, he says, listen up. He said, what are you trusting in that makes you so confident? But perhaps you will say to me, we are trusting. He's, he's just, is so belittling. This is perhaps you will say to me we are trusting in the Lord our God. With our tiny army, how can you think of challenging even the weakest contingent of my master's troops? Hey, 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 what an insult. What an insult to King Hezekiah. Even, 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 even your army has got no chance of even messing with my weakest soldier. Look at the insult. He says in verse 25, what's more, do you think that we have invaded your land without the Lord's direction? God, gee. The Lord himself told us to attack you and destroy you. Verse 27, do you think my master sent this message only to you and your master? He wants all your people to hear this. When we put this city under siege, you'll all suffer along with it. You'll all be hungry and thirsty. You'll want to eat your own dung and drink your own urine. What an absolute offence and insult. Bullies abuse people. Bullies are mongrels. Bullies intimidate and bullies want to control you. Don't allow it. He says in verse 29, this is what the king says. Don't let Hezekiah deceive you. He'll never be able to rescue you from my power. Don't let him fool you into trusting the Lord by saying the Lord will surely rescue us. This city will never fall into the hands of the Assyrian king. Ready? Here we go. But the people, this is Hezekiah's people, were silent and did not utter a word because Hezekiah commanded them, don't say, don't answer him. Sometimes Your best approach with some Ming head that's bullying you is to ignore them, say nothing and walk away. Don't say anything. There's There's great power to ignoring nonsense that God blind Bartimaeus ignored the crowd who was telling him, shut up, and he spoke out even louder. Some of us need to ignore the unbelief, we need to ignore the panic, we need to ignore the fear, ignore all the nonsense that's being spewed out and spread out on the media and online. Ignore it and let the voice of praise shout even louder. Let the voice of worship shout even louder. Be like blind Bartimaeus and say, You won't shut Shut me down, man. I'm going to raise my voice even stronger. Some great power to ignoring stuff. The Canaanite woman ignored Jesus' offence. Why are you letting some things fuss with you? Why are you doing that? Is it really worth it? Why are you engaging in some stuff that you're engaging with? What's that doing to build your faith? Why are you reading all the stuff you're reading and, and getting involved with all the stuff you get involved with and downloading all the stuff? you What is that doing to your faith? I'm telling you prophetically by the power of God here, some of us need to stop getting involved with a whole truckload of stuff and start building faith. Yeah. Or at the very least, limit, limit. The stuff that you're allowing affect your spirit. And might I add that this man is preaching to himself here as well. Don't you worry about that. The enemy uses thoughts to intimidate, terrorise and bully you. The enemy's a big bully. He tries to threaten you. He tries to sow seeds of fear and doubt to paralyze you. Ah, you'll never get well. Didn't you see your medical report? It's impossible. It's too hard. That's not going to work. The problem's too big. Man, aren't you so afraid you don't even know what to do? We've got to ignore certain voices. We have to ignore the voice of fear, the voice of unbelief, the voice of division, worry, the voice of anxiety, the voice of insult and offence the voice of comparing yourself against another, the voice of your past and your failures, the voice of quitting. You've got to ignore that stuff, walk away from that stuff and walk towards the stuff that will build faith and strengthen your innermost part of the being. Amen. Who can, I, can I hear an amen from you? Yeah, amen. Isaiah 37, verse 10 to 11. Now listen, the prophet Isaiah lived in the days of Hezekiah. He actually looked to Isaiah for a prophetic word for him. Isaiah 37 says in verse 10, this message is for the, king of Jude, for the king of Hezekiah of Judah. Don't let your God in whom you trust deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will not be captured by the king of Assyria. Oh, no, no, sorry. In, what's happening in Isaiah here is this is the ongoing intimidation by the king of Assyria. He's saying, don't let your God in whom you trust deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will not be captured. You know perfectly well what the kings of Assyria have... Here we go again. Here we go again. You know perfectly well what the kings of Assyria have done wherever they've gone. Wherever we have gone, we have plundered, we have pillaged, we have ransacked, we have done horrendous and horrific things to people. And you need to be reminded that wherever we have gone, we have conquered. They have completely destroyed everyone who stood in their way. Here we go. Here's my theme and we're finished. Why should you, this is the king of Syria's threats to Hezekiah. Why should you be any different? We've been able to grip everybody else with fear. We've caused panic everywhere we've gone. We've ransacked every other joint. We've torn apart limb. We've we've belittled races everywhere we've gone. Nations have bowed their knee. People have caved into us everywhere we've gone. What makes you think that you should be any different? What makes you think that you should be any different? This is what makes Hezekiah different. In 2 Kings 19, 14 to 15, this is what makes King Hezekiah, this is what makes you, and this is what makes me, and this is what makes this church different. Yeah. Because in, Hezekiah, in 2 Kings 19, 14 to 15, after Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it, what did he do with the letter? He went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord and Hezekiah, Kaya. Prayed. He prayed. As a matter of fact, in Isaiah 37, verse 21 to 22, Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent this message. And because, because Hezekiah prayed, this is what the Lord God says of Israel. It says, because you prayed. And the ongoing part of that scripture is, Hezekiah, because you prayed, God is going to deliver you from the hands of the Assyrians. And we know, I think it is in verse 35 there, what happens is an angel God. God dispatches heavenly resources when you've got nothing on earth. Listen to me. When you've got nothing on earth, heavenly resources are dispatched, and God sends an angel to deliver the nation to deliver the nation from the hands of the Assyrians. And 185,000 Assyrian soldiers are destroyed in verse 35. And the remnant that are left turn hide tail back to their homeland. Here's this same here's this same king of Assyria who taunts the army of Israel, who taunted the people of judah and he says we 've rampaged we 've killed we 've destroyed everywhere we 've gone we 've destroyed, and the father of all lies he destroys, he seeks and he kills and he dismantles people 's lives from faith and I want you to know that the king of Assyria, the king of Assyria, thought that he was going to get the better of hezekiah, but hezekiah Prayed, And when people pray, that's the type of response that heaven wants. And we're going to pray. And I'm going to ask you to join us for our 24 hours of prayer and fasting. I'm going to ask you to join us. I'm going to ask you, listen, I in some ways, I in some ways, I've got my feet in Hezekiah's shoes here. And I'm saying to you what you already know is that this world is riddled with fear. This world is riddled with panic. This world is riddled with disease. But we are a people of faith. What what is it about you that you should be so different? He said, I'll tell you what's so different about us. We are a praying people. We are faith building people. I want to tell you what's so different about us is that we are not a fearful people, an unbelieving or a divisive people. We are not a cold, uncaring, callous, heartless body. We are not a sleepy, sluggish body. We are, what's so different about you, the king of Assyria said, what's so different about us is that we are different. We are different. We are not a divisive, a segregative, fear-filled, panic-stricken people. We are the body of Jesus Christ who are full of victory, who are here to overcome the world, who understand the light and life of Christ resonates within us and we are going to pray. It's what's different about us. What's so different about you? You're not riddled with fear. I'm gonna tell it as it is. I'm gonna tell it as it is. If you are unvaccinated, do not allow the vaccinated to sow a spirit of indifference and fear into your life. Do not allow the spirit of segregation and discrimination to make you feel like a second class citizen. Hey, wait a minute, I'm not done yet. For those of you that are vaccinated, do not allow the unvaccinated people to make you feel like you're weak, you're ignorant, you do not know what you're doing. Do not allow a spirit of humiliation and segregation to get the better of you. Do not allow other people to rob you of the courage and the faith that you have needed to dig deep in order to keep your job. Don't allow people to make you belittled and feel like you're a second-class citizen. No one should be a second-class citizen. No one should be paying the other out with one another. We are one body in Jesus Christ and we are here to inspire each other's faith and I won't tolerate it as your pastor here to hear anybody ripping anyone apart. We are one body with one heart, with one mind, with one great commission and we will get the job done for Jesus Christ and see souls come into the kingdom. I was speaking to one of our elders. They were speaking to one of the professionals that they're connected with in this city. Their friend, their dear friend, this is not a Christian, was so riddled with fear. So riddled with fear. And our elder out of their boldness and their faith, Try to do everything they could do to encourage the people in the world to have heart and cast off the fear. I thought, fantastic. The elder even asked the person if they could pray with them and they willingly received prayer. What the world needs to see is all of us here together behaving and conducting in such a way that we are bringing faith and hope and love to a world that's in desperate need. That we are of a language that is not the father of lies, and that no one is treating any that no one is treating the other any less weaker than themselves. Let's remind ourselves that if it's not the grace of God, none of us would be here. Let's remind ourselves we've done nothing out of our own works to get the favor of God, but by His loving eternal gift of grace and forgiveness. And so long as so long as you're all here under my watch and leadership, this is the way. Come follow it. We are the body of Jesus Christ. We are prayed up, praised up, faith-filled. We are victorious, overcoming, devil-defeating body of believers. We are not some. We are strong, resilient, robust body. Body. We are an uncommon, uncompromising, unwavering people whose devotion is in Christ and Christ alone. We are a miracle believing, possibility thinking people. We are not going to allow ourselves to be contaminated With fear, we're going to build each other up, we're going to serve one another, we're going to prefer one another, we're going to encourage one another, we're going to bear one another's burdens, we're going to be with it, we're going to try and help each other. We are going to be that, we are going to tell you what we can do, we are going to set the example for how everyone should follow because God has not given us a spirit of fear but of love, power, and sound mind. Greater is He within us than He that is in the world. He's given us authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and power over all the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'll be not anxious for anything but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving. I'll bring my request to to God and the peace of God that transcends all understanding. That's what's gonna guard my heart. That's what's gonna guard my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I'm gonna bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name. I'm gonna forget none of his benefits. Who pardons all of my iniquities, who heals all of my diseases, who redeems my life from the pit, crowns me with loving kindness, and satisfies my years with good things. We're gonna see victory, people. Actually, let's get the band up here. I'm gonna see a victory, that's what we're gonna see. We're gonna live in victory, we're gonna live in triumph. The devil comes to you and say, why should you be any different? He's got the spirit of Assyria. The devil says he's he's filled people with fear and division. He's filled people with all sorts of nonsense and doubt and unbelief. And you imagine the evil one coming to you like the king of Assyria. What makes you think? Can you imagine him saying the same thing to you? What makes you think you're gonna be any different? Look what I've done to everybody else. What makes you think you're gonna be any different? You tell Him why you're different, that you are an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. Your place is you're seated in heavenly places. Your place is that your weapons are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, to the casting down of imaginations and every high thing. You tell Him why you're different, that you're not full of fear, you're full of faith and you know in whom you've put your trust in. That's why you're different. You are a city on a hill that cannot be that cannot be hidden. You have the light and life of Christ. You are the salt of the earth. When He tells you what, why should you be any different? That's why you're different. You're not common. You're uncommon. Thank you for listening. For more information about New Life Chapel please go to newlifechapel.org.